Welcome to Unbelievable, the weekly podcast where we dissect our favourite chat mag articles. I'm Katie. And I'm Emma. So this week, sit back, grab a glass of Prosecco or a cup of tea. Oh, <laughs> spicing it up. <laughs> Enjoy another episode of Unbelievable. Emma, how would you like to learn how to take snaps of dead celebs? Oh, yes, please. So we've got an article here about spirit photography, and it's how to capture the dead. Take a glance at the photos on this page. Recognise them? What's really amazing is that all these photos were taken after the subject's deaths. (laughs) Psychic artist Christine Hamlet's come up with a method for photographing the dead. She uses water, thought to be a medium by which spirit can communicate with us. But I'll show you what's on this page and you can describe it to the listener. Okay. The what? Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> there is just a series of really blurry black and white photographs. To be fair, that one looks a bit like Noel Fielding, but Noel Fielding isn't dead. Yeah, but Noel Fielding's still alive. <laughs> yeah, that's the only one that looks a little bit like a face. The rest are just like black and white blurs. Celebrity photographs from the dead. Para paparazzi denied. <laughs> yeah, like these people weren't bothered enough during their life. The method to take photographs of the dead like this. And I don't think it's just any dead, it's just the dead, the, the famous dead. Yeah. Method. Fill a stainless steel container three quarters full with water. Hold your hands over the water and imagine you're infusing it with white light. Visualise your chakras <laughs> opening. And when you feel ready, invite spirit to show themselves in the water. Swirl the liquid with your fingers, then take photos of it using your camera with the flash on. Download the photos onto your laptop and look for faces. You may find it easier (laughs) to do this in black and white. And look closely. The fact it says look for them. Good luck! That means they're not there. Um, So you don't believe that filling a stainless steel container three quarters full with water and looking for faces... (laughs) Is summoning the dead? You can literally find faces in anything if you look for it. Rubbish. Come on. There's basically a sepia-toned smudge that says, 36-year-old Princess Diana was killed in a car crash in Paris in 1997. Could she be in spirit watching over her pregnant daughter-in-law, Kate Middleton? Which is obviously a a previous article. yeah, Yeah, obviously they've summoned Princess Diana by swirling the water a little bit. (laughs) obviously i don't get why they've added and then download the images onto your laptop as a step surely (laughs) (laughs) like that that's nothing to do with summoning the dead utter nonsense isn't it but the photos they've used so they're trying to sell this as something like oh yeah do this and it'll be great the photos they've used are just water this is her job so who who said this is she just an article lady christine hamlet and she is she a water photographer yeah yeah like that i think this is what she does but to be fair, there is a smudge that does look like Michael Jackson, and I'll put it on the Instagram. But it says, yeah, okay. Michael Jackson's album, Thriller, is the best-selling album ever. The king of pop who died at 50 still thrills his fans, even after death. <laughs> I just think, okay, are they are they saying that this is the real people? Yeah, they're, say, they're not just Why saying... Why would Michael Jackson spend his death going, oh, this person needs a photo? <laughs> 
These poor people were absolutely hassled their entire life. <laughs> Why would someone go, I'm ready for a picture, and they just swill up? It's their one moment to have, like, sweet relief from, you know, the evils and horror of fame. And they're there voguing in water. They're like, check me out, please. I'm annoyed now because you're going to go, how unbelievable is that? <laughs> you don't believe it. She's saying it as fact. She's giving photographic examples. She says what's amazing is that they're all taken after their death as if it's the exact replica of them <laughs> and you're like, wait, how are they alive? They're dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got to post these photos on the Instagram so everyone can see how ridiculous this is. We're not exaggerating. At- yeah, because like if you heard this without seeing the photos, you'd be like, wow, that must be amazing. <laughs> Thinking it's a Photoshop job. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> How unbelievable. No. Oh, it's not very believable at all, really, is it? I'd give it an eight. You don't sound that enthusiastic. We've seen we've seen more ludicrous things. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, a water selfie with Michael Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> you become desensitised to everything after a while. Okay, so this one is a Jenny Smedley in-depth regression. Our favourite. It's quite dark. (laughs) I warn you now, as they always are. It's called Fiery Inferno. Dear Jenny, I'd love to know why I'm deaf and I have a bad back. I've been told by a past life expert that it's the first incarnation where I've suffered from both. And this is from Eileen47. Okay, I'm nervous. Thick smoke. It's 1871, the middle of the night, and disaster is about to befall you. You're asleep in your bed as thick smoke billows under the door. You and your husband Edmund have been lulled into a deep sleep by the fumes. You don't hear the cries of your children awake in their beds further down the hallway. Emma, this is horrible. Yeah, I'm not laughing at this. Wait until you get to the end. Where they cower too scared to move. Like that's hot. And and remember as well, Jenny Smedley is the one writing this. Someone said they have a bad back, and she comes out with this. Suddenly, it feels wrong to joke about it. It's not joking about it. Wait till you get to the end. Suddenly, you feel Edmund's... I'm not laughing because it's funny. (laughs) It's a really dark story, but it just makes no sense, and you'll get why in a minute. Suddenly, you feel Edmund's hands on you, shaking you. You try to open your eyes to wake up, hearing his coughing and choking. Then he rouses you just enough to open your eyes, and you see Edmund open in the bedroom door, and flames pour in, filling the room with unbearable heat. Why am I getting blamed for this? Edmund runs back onto the bed, his night clothes smoldering. (laughs) I'm just laughing at the situation. You're laughing at the situation? No, 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 no. That's precisely what I didn't want to do. Okay, so he he grabs you and (laughs) drags you to the window. (laughs) The next bit's called Chucked Out. (laughs) It's so weird. It's undark. Now you hear the cries of your children as they scream for Mama. Oh my... <laughs> Emma! <laughs> you tried to scream back to stop Edmund and make him leave them, leave you to save them and cry out to your children, but the breath staggers in your throat and no sound but choking comes out. Edmund's hair is catching light, but still he throws open the window and with his last strength tosses you out into the night. This is horrible. <laughs> the children still scream. It's the last thing you hear. Like, that's horrendous, isn't it? And then, listen, I don't know, Jenny Smedley wrote this. Because, listen... <laughs> why has she written that? Broken and back. And why have you read it? Sadly, Edmund's efforts don't save you. Your back is broken as you hit the ground. <laughs> I just... I just... 
yeah, I kind of found this funny when I first read it. No, I'm not so sure. <laughs> well, I'm covering my face. <laughs> Your back is broken. <laughs> the darkness coming in. The silence forming around you. Silence. <laughs> <laughs> You've just read me a horrible story. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right, we're going to have to end this episode. You are. You left that life hearing the dying screams of your beloved family and you wanted sure you'd never hear that again. Emma! Jenny Smedley <laughs> wrote this. You died from a broken back, but it's survivor's guilt that has brought that pain through this life. You can absolve yourself of, of all guilt because there was nothing you could have done to save your kids. Now I know, what, and then she, Eileen says, now I know why I can't cope with the sound of crying. Thank you. <laughs> that honestly... That is a horrible thing to have written. Well, <laughs> I just remembered, like, as I was getting to the end, I remember I had a really funny regression and I was torn between this one and the really funny one and I sent myself the wrong one. Because <laughs> I was expecting that <laughs> to end really differently. I, I don't know what to say to that because that's horrible from start to finish. <laughs> and it was the wrong one. You just read me a tale yeah. of children... Dying in a fire. Right. She just said, I'm deaf and I have a bad back. And Jenny Smedley's imagination has come up with this incredibly dark, twisted tale where he throws her physically out the window and she dies from a broken back. (laughs) But yeah, I was expecting that to end with a really funny ending, but I've mixed up two stories in my head. (laughs) You read it. (laughs) That was your choice. I thought it was going to end differently. I'm going to have to read a really nice Jenny now. I'm going to have to choose a good one. We need some comic relief. Where's Lenny Henry? How unbelievable. <laughs> the fiery inferno. That was tragic. <laughs> Horrible. You know what? You're not getting a rating for that. <laughs> what do you mean? That's your punishment for bringing that to a nice comedy <laughs> podcast. Unrated. I thought that it would end differently. I remembered a different ending, but I've got two mixed up. Well, what did you remember, Emma? I don't want to say because I want to <laughs> save it for another week. Well, yeah, you're getting you're getting a you. I started off in quite a good mood. Now I just feel really bombed out, chucked out, broken back. <laughs> the first zero. <laughs> oh, you what? Fuming. Right, to try and bring it back from that horrific tale, I've got another Jenny. Okay. <laughs> but I actually think it might be as depressing. <laughs> For God's sake. I can't really remember this one that well, but it stood out because she wrote it in an accent. This woman's imagination is always just it's too much. It's set in the deep south and she's written it in the accent, like the deep south accent. Of course she has. Catherine, 28, has written in from Portishead. I don't know where that is. She says, Dear Jenny, why can't I seem to meet a good man to marry? And that's it. And then this is is Jenny's response. So do you want me to read it the way it's written? In the accent. Read it in an English accent with the accent that she's written it. What? She's written it in a deep south accent. Yeah, I know. So read it with... An English accent reading Jenny Smedley's words. <laughs> I literally of... don't know what you're talking about. So if it said like, oh, dang it. <laughs> you just have to do it in <laughs> the accent. It. What are you talking about? If it said, Texas, do like a bad one. Just read it however Jenny Smedley wrote it. 
can already see your eyes getting taken away. You're getting carried away already. You haven't opened your mouth. What you're talking about? Katie's put up the American flag behind it. She's got a cowboy hat on. I can't even do an an American accent, but I know that. (laughs) Do Do it in English, but read the words how Jenny Smedley wrote them. What is just going to be in English? (laughs) So she didn't write with an accent. You just read it with an accent. My name is Rosalie. And it's 1830 in Kansas. <laughs> she, how did she write it like that? I, she said and. How does she spell and for you to say it like that? And. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Basically, I've just read it in a southern <laughs> <laughs> You said Jenny Smedley wrote it in an accent. No, no, it's do you coming. Mean it's, you read it in an accent. It's coming, it's coming. Okay. I'm a nymph to prairie. <laughs> what is happening? A fallen angel. <laughs> I'm crying. I, I don't know what's going on at this point. Some call me a lady. Of- <laughs> My sides hurt. Some call me a lady of the night. Earth is you. <laughs> not, not with that voice. You sound a man. Some call me lady of the night. All right, all right, all right. I, I'm laughing too hard to do it. Growing up, I lived with voice? Mama and Papa. On a dirt ranch with a little shack. <laughs> but we had a picket fence and flowers. We lived the American dream. <laughs> Wait, but she's a prostitute? Yeah. That's not the American dream. <laughs> and then the next line is girls like me. Girls like you. It's a hot, dusty day. <laughs> I'm so done with this. Is it, Do I need to stop? No, carry on. Do what you want, mate. You're enjoying it, clearly. I'm dreaming of a good man, children, a home, no one on my back, or any part of me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but a girl has to keep a sense of humour. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Jenny cracking jokes in I a don't different know. persona? She got really into character for this one. <laughs> Annoyingly so. I always thought that's the way it'd be. But <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst accent in the history of time. I know, I know. <laughs> but part of the asked you to do it either. Why are you doing this? <laughs> I can't cope. I'm laughing too much. <laughs> Also, just so everyone's aware, Katie's doing this accent while she has literally like a torch or something under her chin, <laughs> and the rest of her face is in shadow, and I don't know what's going on. <laughs> right, carry on, whatever this tragedy is. I always thought that's the way it'd be, <laughs> but Papa died when I was 18, Mama lost the house, <laughs> so I kept Mum the only way I could. Oh, it's Mum now, it just went from Mama. <laughs> The only way I could in the saloon, pleasing cowboys. God's <laughs> sake! I prayed one would take me away from it all, but it why not- are you doing a guy's voice? <laughs> I <laughs> prayed they'd take me away <laughs> in the saloon. I didn't do a warm up or anything, but it never happened. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Sorry, did you think your accent was so good I thought you'd practised beforehand? <laughs> I'm coming in cold. <laughs> you bloody tough. <laughs> no one... <laughs> no one wants to marry girls like 
Jenny. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if you're talking about yourself at this point. <laughs> Mama, Dad, now I'm getting older. So soon, no one will want. Soy, soy, see. I cry for those kids I never had. I Christ, this is horrible. <laughs> I could have made them and a man happy if I'd had a chance. When I die, I'm alone. I knew it end this way. <laughs> Sorry, this is the comedic thing to lighten the mood. You've just done an accent and told a horrifically sad story. <laughs> yeah, but it was just the way it said mama and papa. That's it. That was when you said Jenny Smedley wrote the accent. She said no, mama and papa. She wrote it more in character than normal. Didn't you feel it? And you just read the character. So you, you, <laughs> you've spiralled th- with this more than Jenny Smedley did. <laughs> I just really <laughs> related to it. <laughs> Why have you connected with this one so much? Um, <laughs> you to write in. So the response. Hey, Jenny. Jane says. <laughs> Jenny, can you have an ice cream? <laughs> Lieutenant Diane, I got you some ice cream. <laughs> Jenny says, when I read Meet a Good Man to Marry as opposed to A Man to Love, I had a feeling there was a past life reason behind Catherine's apparent lack of suitors. <laughs> you had a feeling. <laughs> she tries too hard. <laughs> Shut up. Each man she meets is a possible path. You try too hard, Jenny. You, <laughs> you try too hard. And each man she meets is a possible path to the dream she still has. Uh, Catherine has responded. This totally makes sense. Thanks so much, Jenny. I don't like it, but Jenny's right. <laughs> I felt Rosalie's desperation and see it in me today. I'll try and take a step back and have some fun. I've learned from Rosalie that marriage isn't the be-all and end-all. What I need is love. Aww. I don't know how Jenny Smedley's response taught you that, but at least I had something good come out of it that isn't Katie's accent. <laughs> I should have practised. <laughs> there you go that's the story thanks of... i think so this was meant to be the one to cheer me up after my horrible one <laughs> that was still more cheerful than you it was cheerful because you just made it the most bizarre encounter i've ever had <laughs> on this podcast i barely know what was happening i wanted to spice it up i think you did that you did that successfully how unbelievable do you think this is well 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 how unbelievable I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on at this point. Oh, you don't deserve higher than an eight for that. What? You got marked down for the accent. Okay, so this is a little Q&A. And the question is from Yvonne, 52, from Swanage. My boyfriend wants us to be together all the time, but I've lived alone for 10 years and I treasure me time. He gets hurt when I say I need time to myself. Can you help? So I was expecting a normal reply to that. Yeah, <laughs> normal a normal question. question. I would like to give you a ritual. <laughs> place a white candle in your bathroom. In the morning, light it and place an... Am- How do you say amethyst? Amethyst, I think. Yeah, place an amethyst next to it. Say, energy of light, be shown as light. Recharge, reflesh with... <laughs> reflesh. <laughs> Let me say that again. What? Energy of life be shown as light. Recharge, refresh with love of light. Blow the candle out as you pick up the crystal. 
Carry the crystal with you when you need a bit of you time. Hold the crystal in your hand. This will give you the feeling that you have had your own space. <laughs> no, just tell your boyfriend that you don't want to see him for a bit. No, 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 Katie. That's... The healthy relationships <laughs> involve crystals. No healthy relationship relies on crystals. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't they just say... I need some space. Yeah, that's a perfectly reasonable request. But now you have to carry around the crystal and do a ritual. (laughs) And then at the end, that doesn't even make them think, I'll give you some space. It makes you feel like you had it. Yeah, so you still don't even get the time that you want. That's awful advice. I know, that's why I was laughing so much. Because I thought it would be like, okay, and then he'll automatically back off a little bit. And it'll be a happy (laughs) medium. No, you just feel like you had some you time. When you didn't. <laughs> That's really toxic. <laughs> it's also really ridiculous. Um, I'd say tell your partner what type of space you want. Don't do a ritual yeah. for it with a crystal. <laughs> that someone in a chat mic toy told you to. <laughs> Who suggested that? It was literally an anonymous Q&A. It was a big Q&A page. It wasn't anonymous. Well, they didn't have a big title. It wasn't they like a would've. star journalist. Probably the intern doesn't get one. They wouldn't have had an anonymous Q&A. Let me have a look then. I don't know. No, it just says, can I have my own space? <laughs> Who is that person <laughs> written to then? <laughs> just the mag? <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand the process. I don't <laughs> I don't understand Yvonne. Um, I don't know what she was expecting, but I don't know what she's meant to do with that. Yeah, that's awful advice. Carry the crystal with you, and when you need a bit of you time, hold the crystal in your hand, and that'll give you back the feeling that you've had the space. (laughs) Terrible, terrible advice. Would Um, you not base your relationship off that? That's so bad. Um, I'm giving you a 6M for that. 6? Why? Because it's not that juicy, is it? And it's bad Um. advice. Can I reel it back? If you pretend that I never said that, I can reel it back in with a celebrity past life. Yeah, you can do a celebrity oh. past life. Am I not locked in? No, you're not locked in. That wasn't Okay, that. well, everyone everyone, forget I ever said that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taking a six. I'm sick of Netflix. It's bankrupting me. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> so that just never happened. Ignore the past four minutes. <laughs> this is a celebrity past life, and you love Johnny Depp, don't you, Katie? I do love Johnny Depp, yeah. He's been my day one. Well, this is a Johnny Depp past life. It's quite dramatic. What's Johnny Depp fighting for? Injustice? Drugs? His (laughs) ex-wife? No, he's searching for approval from his father, which he certainly didn't get in this last life. Then he was Alexei, firstborn son of Peter the Great, who actually tortured his own son to death in 1718. (laughs) No wonder Johnny seems to be going off the rails. He needs to know all of this! Exclamation mark. (laughs) Aww... That's definitely not his problem. (laughs) (laughs) He wasn't close with his dad, I don't think. Well, that's because he was tortured in Alexei, because he was the son of Peter the Great. I know his, like, main relationship was with his mum. Why do you know that? (laughs) I used to be really into Johnny Depp. (laughs) Why does that mean you know his relationship with his parents? It's when I used to have all the parts of the Caribbean posters up. <laughs> yeah, Dad was that. like, stop buying parts of the Caribbean posters, you'll grow <laughs> out of it. And I just still haven't. <laughs> A decade Yeah, later. they were so weird. They were like massive A1, A0 <laughs> posters. Of just the whole parts of the Caribbean movie poster. It wasn't even like an artistic. When you walked into my room, ten Jack Sparrows <laughs> life-size <laughs> were staring at you. <laughs> that was Katie's room. And then when you walked into mine, it was like... 12 
One Direction poster <laughs> staring at you. My love for Johnny Depp will never die. I even had a Jonas Brothers one, and I didn't even like them that much. It was just free in my magazine, so I just <laughs> them all over my wall. <laughs> It was a decor choice at that point. Yeah, I remember you just kept going to HMV and buy a more. Yeah, I had an addiction to buy something. <laughs> yeah, so that's why you know his relationship with his family. What do you reckon? Do you reckon that Johnny Depp's seeking approval? That's not his past life. I give it a seven. Give it a seven, I'll take it. I'll, I'll snap up a seven easy. Well, we think we've just recorded the worst episode <laughs> in unbelievable history. Our justification was that every podcast has to have a best episode and a worst one. <laughs> Strive to be the best you can be. <laughs> so, we hope you enjoyed it. We're nearly at episode 10, which will be our last one of this series. Yeah, so we're going to have a little break, but we'll probably do a Halloween special or something. Yeah, so. and then we'll be back fighting and strong for series two. You've still got a couple of weeks yet, so don't worry. <laughs> yeah, literally, this one's been so bad, I'm like, right, that's just <laughs> Yeah, Retire. people listen to this one and go, like, they've mentally checked out, unsubscribe. <laughs> this is, like, the last week of school, like, <laughs> yeah. we're in the home You've still got two weeks, two weeks of watching films, I guess, roll out in assembly. <laughs> so we've got some social media accounts we'd love you to follow. So we've got underscore Unbelievable on Twitter, Unbelievable Podcast on Instagram, and then our email is unbelievablepodcast at gmail.com. So just send in anything if you want us to, to have a look <laughs> We're and desperate. read it out. Just, just send anything. <laughs> yeah, we'll take anything at this point. If you have a blurry photo of your water, then that would be incredible. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye.